Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. I really do hope that you enjoy it. Welcome. Hi, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host, and this is my podcast. And this is part two of my life with psoriasis, which is, oh my goodness me, like huge deal for me to share this story. When I did part one, I was absolutely sweating and shitting my pants at the same, well, a bit of a mix of everything, to be honest with you. I could have almost been a little bit sick as well. I was so nervous about telling my story about how I've had psoriasis for 20 odd years. And um, I knew I was going to get all emotional because it's it's something that I, I've never really felt comfortable with. And oh my God. God, what, uh, I honestly can't tell you the um, reaction that I've had and the messages that I've received. It's been incredible, like honestly, support, but also people, women messaging me who have suffered with psoriasis for years and a couple of women have never told anybody. They've just hidden it really, really well, uh, which is exactly what I've done for years and years and years. Um and it's not only now that they've come across my podcast on whatever platform it is or found it on social media uh, that they've said, oh, my God, I've actually got it, too. Um, I can't I'm not going to mention any of these women. A lot of them want to stay um, uh, anonymous, which is fine. And I completely understand that. And I'll always message back when you when. And uh, do you know, what? actually, I feel like I need to stress that if you message me and share something that's really quite personal. I will never post it on social media unless I get your permission. I will always reach back out, always reach back out to you and then um, just make sure that it's okay for me to do it Um, because I think that's respectful. Um, because when you're sharing something with me that's really quite personal, I would never want to do that. That's a bit like when you're at school and you go, don't tell this person, oh, yeah, fucking whatever. And off you go, yeah, no, we're not like that. Thanks, girlfriends. We're, we're, we're here to look after each other. So, yeah, no, I had a lady that actually messaged me and she's put, Sally, I, I felt the need to reach out. Don't you love a good reach out? Um, she's going to stay anonymous. Um, but she has said that her mum's had psoriasis for years um, and that it's actually quite bad. Oh, sorry. Let me just tell you something else quickly. It's the middle of the night, right? I'm recording this in the middle of the night. Scott's asleep downstairs on the sofa because it's so fucking hot in the UK at the moment that poor Roman has really struggled to go to sleep. Scott's passed out on the sofa, so I've left him down there. It's about one o'clock in the morning. I've managed to get Roman to bed. 
but his little screen's on next to me and he keeps rolling around and he's really fighting it, but he's sweating. I've tried to put the fan on him, but it's too cold. It's too cold. The fan's too powerful. So I've opened the windows and I'm just letting the little dude get some breeze between his knees and hopefully he'll pass out. But yeah, that's where we're at at the moment. Keeping it real. Uh, keeping it real. Uh, I, I fucking hate that expression, but I, I, I really am. <laughs> anyway, this lady's messaged me and she said that her mum's had psoriasis for years and that her mum, when she walks down the street, gets stared at by the general public. And that is heartbreaking because I can massively relate to that. Like, I honestly can relate to that. Um, I've uh, I've had people who've, uh, especially in the change rooms, because this is the one thing I've, I never, ever wanted it to stop me from swimming with Roman. Okay, never. And it's bad at the moment. I'll get onto this in a minute. It's really, really bad. But sometimes, you know, this is, I say this quite a bit actually in my episodes, is some people say the most inappropriate shit. Instead of just keeping their mouths shut, where quite frankly, I do, um, I do champion the old fashioned saying of, if you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Now, there's an awful lot of truth in that. But nowadays, people can't help themselves, can they? It's almost like, they just have verbal shit all over you um and do you know what it's not needed so i think i was in the changing rooms when i first had roman and um, this one went "Ooh, that looks really bad oh yeah thanks for that it's not like i don't fucking know it's there i went oh yeah yeah it's a it's a it's only just come back after i've oh she interrupted me oh no it does it looks awful does it itch does it it looks really sore oh yeah okay fuck off um and i just think why would she even want to state the obvious What's wrong with her? Why am I going to state the obvious? She, for all I know, she might have a smelly fanny. Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> Sally, calm down. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening in America, fanny is the front bum, not the rear one. <laughs> oh, I let myself really go then. And I'm not editing that out. No. Right, so... Yeah, I had this lovely message from this lady who said that, um, oh, by the way, the windows are all open on the house as well because it is that hot. So, yeah, you can hear the planes going over too. She said that people stare at her mum and she's also got psoriasis as well. But actually her psoriasis worsened after she had her first miscarriage. And then she's put, but then I also had a second miscarriage and I just can't seem to get rid of it. Um, It's something now that I've just got to live with. And this lady's never even told her friends that she's actually had two miscarriages. So it's like a massive deal for her to send me that message. So I just want to send her a load of love because I completely, I completely understand when you just don't want to tell people things that you're going through. Because obviously, you know, when I went through IVF and found out that it was going to be a struggle for me, I t- completely kept it to myself. A friend of mine, a beautiful friend of mine, actually, who I go cold water swimming with, Jodie sent me a message and said that she struggled with it. She's had flare-ups for years and years and years and most recently had a flare-up on her face. She said and when she was trying to get a coffee in a coffee shop, the guy looked at her and went, oh, like that. Oh, yeah, thanks, pal. That's really nice. <laughs> There's a thing, though, in human nature where people have to look and they stare. Um, and this is evident when you're on the motorway. You know, when you're driving on the motorway and that, say, for example, you're on the westbound carriageway, but the accident's on the eastbound carriageway, but the westbound carriageway is at a standstill. And that is because there is that inbuilt part of us where we've got to have a look. What's going on there? Oh, is there a body? And it sounds grotesque, but it's the truth. That's exactly what happens. So there's people that will stand and stare. And sometimes I think, obviously, I get a little bit <laughs> internally aggressive, like I just demonstrated. But then sometimes I just think, you know what, these people just, they're obviously a little bit undereducated. 
And that's fine. That's not their fault that they're not as smart as me, is it? <laughs> yeah, I have to say thank you to my friend Nadine as well. She's going to connect me with a lady who is um, an NLP practitioner who's also uh, suffered with psoriasis, as has her daughter. And she has a friend as well who's a kinesiologist, which is, isn't that strange because that is something that's been mentioned to me a number of times. Have a look into kinesiology. Um, and that, that to me is a sign that I need to go down that route as well and have a look at it. So if you'd listened to part one, this is now part two. Um, and I think I got up to the point where I'd, uh, yeah, I'd explained and set the scene, um, you know, of how I sort of developed in, when I was 19. And it's been on and off and on and off and on and off. Now, the interesting thing is, is when people see my psoriasis or I talk about it, everybody is happy to tell you or um, recommend what they would do or what their friend has done or have you tried this? And that's okay, actually, because I'm not going to lie, for a part of my life, I just thought, oh, fuck off. I've tried everything. Just leave me alone. Because I I don't know, sometimes I just feel like people, if they've not got it, they don't get it. Do you know what I mean? And I've said this before so many times. If you can't speak from the heart, don't talk about it at all. It's almost like you're telling everybody how amazing it is um, to be um, to be a, a dressage rider on a on an Olympic horse, and yet you've never even been on a fucking donkey in Blackpool. Do you know what I mean? It's almost <laughs> that was a little bit extreme. <laughs> But you know, it is, it's almost like you're trying to basically tell, it's like you're bullshitting because you're trying to tell somebody what to do, but you've never had it. And so you've never been down that route either. But actually, on reflection, I actually really welcome these comments now. Yeah, so for a while, I mean, you have to remember, I've had this for 20 years. That's an awful lot of growing up that I've done in that time. An awful lot of not just growing up, but educating myself as a person, bettering myself as a person as well. Always working on my self-development, always, you know, I work on other people's self-development as well because I just love, I love people and I just love watching people and how people behave as well. So, yeah, whenever, when anybody tries to sort of suggest something to me, yeah, I'm all ears now. I'm all ears now and I really welcome it, actually. I really do welcome it, which is why I was so grateful for my friend Nadine to message me. Um, but yeah, so what have I tried for it over the years? Okay, there's some extremes that you're going to piss yourself with. Um, somebody told me to get some alo and a aloe vera plant (laughs) aloe vera you can't help but say that can you an aloe vera plant which is what I did do and then I actually grew quite a few of them to be fair and cut the leaves off squeezed it out and I actually caked myself in it and wrapped myself in cling film and slept like that for a night Mm. (laughs) I'm not lying (laughs) extreme yes did it work no woke up very sweaty and thought I'd pissed the bed (laughs) so yeah i actually felt like a piece of chicken in cling film it was not sexy um what else have i done oh oats somebody said to me have you bathed in oats before how the hell do you bathe in oats so i bought some muslin didn't even realize something like that existed um from the marketplace that i found this little haberdashery market stall and then got a load of they've got to be raw apparently oats or something like this put them in this little pouch which are made with an elastic band bung them in the bath and then soaked in oats yeah that didn't work either that didn't work at all uh lavender lavender's another one 
Um, I was advised to cover myself in lavender. Burn lavender, spray lavender on yourself. Um, I actually smelt like um, uh, an 85-year-old pensioner for for a number of years, which is probably why I was single for most of my 20s. Um, I smelt very... uh, The bees wouldn't leave me alone. Fucking hell, that was a nightmare. But yeah, lavender's... um, it's one of those smells, isn't it, that's a little bit of an acquired um, sort of scent. It's not everybody's cup of tea, uh, unless your name's Ma- <laughs> Mavis <laughs> and you've got a twin set in Pearl. <laughs> so, yeah, the lavender route was uh, was quite an experience. Well, I tried. Oh, this is amazing. I actually went to a Chinese herbalist, like a Chinese um, medicine man. And this is when I was living in Newcastle up on Tyne. This guy was a legend, right? And all he kept saying to me was, too hot, too hot. Like, I, and my blood flows too hot in my skin. Um, so I went to see him for acupuncture. But he also gave me loads of different um, sort of tinctures and everything, which is quite interesting. I didn't understand. He didn't understand me and I didn't understand him. Um, but he kind of knew what my ailment was. Um and it didn't, I don't know whether it, I can't remember if it worked or not. I think I had it under control for a little bit with him. And then I had to move. I had to move to Manchester. But it was the strangest experience ever because um, his receptionist um, could obviously speak English, but he didn't speak very much English. Um, but he was a really nice guy. <laughs> oh, he kept slapping my hands as well, like telling me off. I don't know what he was telling me off for. <laughs> that was really weird, actually. Okay, well, so I tried. I could tell you loads of stuff. Um, hypnotherapy. I went for hypnotherapy. Um, this is this is all for psoriasis, by the way. This is all for psoriasis. Went for hypnotherapy, and the guy who was doing my hypnotherapy was supposed to be like this award-winning hypnotherapist, and um, so I paid top buck for it, you know. Um, and I never really felt like I went under, which is really bad. And on reflection now, I should have just said to him, I don't think this is working for me. But at the time, oh, Sally doesn't want to upset anybody. And oh, I want to be nice to everyone. And I was like, mm, yeah, I think it's working. No, I don't think. I, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm just trying to be kind again. I didn't go under. I don't think it didn't work. Um, I did enjoy my conversations with him, though. I did actually have some really good chats with him, which I thought were great. But... It, uh, maybe I should try somebody different. Sea salts. That's another thing. Sea salts. Uh, you can get a sea salt soap. You can get Dead Sea. Dead Sea is Dead Sea salt soap. Um, Dead Sea moisturizer. I used that one for a number of years. Oh, my God. Coal tar soap. Old school. Old fashioned coal tar soap, right, was amazing. But it stinks like shit. It smells like burnt rocks. It's not a sexy... It smells like coal. It's not a nice smell. And when you're obviously trying to attract the man of your dreams, going out smelling like coal tar is, yeah, there's no pulling power in that one at all. But it was, it did work. Um, and I used coal tar soap for years. Um, and Dead Sea, Dead Sea, Dead Sea Salt or Dead Sea uh, Moisturizer. I used that one on my skin as well for a long time. And that worked quite well as well, actually. God, it's fascinating when I actually stop and think about it and think about what I've used. Himalayan salts as well. Somebody said to me, use Himalayan salts. So every now and again, somebody go put these in your bath. Essential oils. Did I've done all of that. 
I've done all the essential oils, done absolutely everything with essential oils. Um, um, what else? I went to see a homeopath as well. She was lovely though. And that really did help actually, because at the time I'd fallen out with my parents and um, when I started seeing her and I didn't actually speak to my mum and dad for a number of years. Oof, might have to do a podcast on that one, a pod- an episode on that one. Um, but yeah, no, I got a lot of benefit from that as well. So when I got pregnant, um, which was 2018. So 2000, do you want me to give you the dates? Oh, gone. here you go then. Right, 2018, 26th of May, I'm in America and I've suddenly just come on pff, injection. So I had to inject. Then harvest was 6th of June, took my eggs out, transfer 13th of June, found out I was pregnant two weeks after that, after the IVF. And then within weeks it went. All my psoriasis completely went. And I mean, seriously, like clear skin, like no scarring, nothing went off my legs, off my ankles, off my feet, off my arms, off my elbows, not a patch on me. Oh my God, it was the best. Obviously, I was so over the moon because I was pregnant anyway, but to be pregnant and have clear skin, because no word of a lie, I was sweating constantly, even though I was lucky to be pregnant in the wintertime. Um, at my biggest, yeah, I was like, um, I was like a walking immersion heater. I was just hot all the time. So it was just the most amazing feeling. However, having Roman, I had to have an, um, he, I'd fully labored and had an emergency C-section. I had a potential infection in my womb. So I was on antibiotics for that. Then I caught an infection in my wound. I had a urine infection because they catheterized me too many times. And then I caught cellulitis in my stomach. So they put me on three different sorts of antibiotics, which completely fucked with my gut health. I had a lot of trauma, which I don't, this is what we, we don't class things as trauma, do we, as women? We just say it was a bad experience. <laughs> but yeah, I lost a lot of blood because my blood pressure didn't drop so low. I, I, I was really grateful that I didn't have to have a transfusion or anything like that. So I was very lucky on that side of things. But I actually had a lot of trauma during um, my labor process and having Roman. Um, and then the, my psoriasis and the last three years has come back with a vengeance. And I'm actually going to take some pictures of it. And I will stick it on my Instagram page, actually, because it's all over my legs. Um uh, down my legs, all of my arms, on my back. It was on my boobs at one point as well. Randomly under my armpit. Never had it under my armpit before, ever. So yeah, this has been a whole new experience. It's um, it's come uh, since actually I did the first episode on this. I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I've got to walk the talk. I really have to. If I'm going to start to talk about it publicly, I'm going to start to show it off. So when we went to Cornwall for the week, um, I wore shorts and a t-shirt on the beach. Never done that. And got my legs out and the sun's opposite. Loads of vitamin D, loads of vitamin C because we were in the sea every day. Um, changing water, which I've noticed has made a big difference. And oh my God, my arms are really cleared up. Honest to God, my arms have cleared. The one, the, there's a massive patch under my armpit, which was so sore. It's gone. It's gone. My arms have cleared up. My legs are still very uh, patchy. But because I've got a bit of a tan on them now, it's made a huge difference, a huge difference in my legs. So, yeah, the sun is a huge benefits. And also, do you know, it sounds crazy. I actually think talking about it on my podcast and actually me opening up in the episode has also made a huge difference as well in the way that I look at myself because I have. Oh, God, I don't want to get emotional there. It's the middle of the fucking night. I don't want to start crying and waking everybody up. Um, I probably had a lot of self-loathing for 
Oh, hang on. Oh, it's okay. I thought that was the bedroom door. I thought Scott was going to walk in like a zombie then. <laughs> because I'm on his side of the bed. He'd be like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> no, there was. There, there has been a, a lot of self-loathing um, going on uh, for too long. Too long now. Um, and things have got to change. And I'm making these changes now. So, um, so many people ask me, what am I doing? What am I doing differently? Okay, gut health, I know for a fact, is massively connected to a skin condition. Anybody that you speak to, and I've been to dermatologists. In fact, I may have to do part three of this. Because <laughs> it's coming up to 20 minutes now. <laughs> um, I've been to a number of dermatologists. Like I said, I've been to herbalists. I've been to, um, oh my God, I've been to some incredible medical professionals. But when I say medical professionals, I don't just mean like modern day medicine. I mean old school medicine like an apothecary um so i've been seeing a lot of old practitioners on herbal plants herbalists like i said i went to see homeopath um and gut health is so key yeah so anybody with a skin condition whether it's acne psoriasis uh some sort of dermatitis gut have a look at the gut so i take regularly a probiotic i take a very strong probiotic actually one of the best ones that you can get um i've also started taking bone broth i know it took me a while to get into it but you have like two teaspoons of you in your bone broth and i've posted this before i actually did a reel about it on my instagram page so go and have a look i'll get it on amazon it's amazing it's very meaty and the dogs love it so you've got to be careful um but yeah it's uh i, I take bone broth regularly and um that's i've noticed a big difference fish oils fish oils we need oils in our diet but like f- proper fats fishy fats so yeah i have loads and loads of fish oils that's another thing that i do wow i wrote a list of things that have totally changed and really a natural natural skincare natural skincare is the route that i have gone down no more spray on deodorants I only use a natural deodorant now. Um, I don't use any more toxic. Um, uh, by the way, I, I'm, I'm the sort of person that takes my makeup off at night. I have to because I just can't bear my bed sheets getting dirty. So I'm a cleanser, a toner and a moisturiser girl. And I've also started using an awful lot of natural oils into my skincare routine as well. Um, and any creams that I use are all toxic free. So I make sure that whatever I'm putting onto my skin, because you need to bear in mind, whatever you put into your skin is actually um, goes into your bloodstream within within less than a minute. It's already into your bloodstream because your skin is like your biggest organ. So it's literally just being drawn straight into your bloodstream. So you have to bear in mind that whatever you're putting on your skin is going to affect everything else. Listen, I'm not a doctor here. I'm just somebody who's had psoriasis for 20 odd years and I'm just speaking from experience. Okay. Um, so what am I trying next? Oof, loads, loads of stuff. Oh, I'll tell you something. Somebody suggested for me to do ancestral healing. Never heard of that before. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look into kinesiology. I'm going to look into somatic healing because am i keeping it's like there's a there's a saying which is the mind forgets what the body remembers so has my body been through some sort of trauma which i've not really identified as trauma that it can't let go of and therefore this is why this flare-ups happened since having roman um and i can't you know and i'm sort of struggling to get to terms with it um so all of this is um, sort of in the pipeline at the moment is what I'm doing. Cold water swimming. I've been about two, yeah, I've been twice now. I'm going again in the next week or so. 
what a massive difference that's making to my life and I never thought it would I uh, truthfully I thought it was a load of shit it was just a fad I was like oh my god look at these people throwing themselves in cold water what a load of bollocks the benefits are incredible and I've started to have my shower colder as well in the morning because warm water isn't that great for your body as well and it's certainly not good for your skin as well your facial skin um this is interesting so um water Water is a big deal. I drink a lot of water, so I can drink about three litres of water a day. My body is always hydrated. I'm really particular about that. But also we have a water softener, which we had connected to our mains when we moved into this house because my skin, I had psoriasis before we moved into this house and it got really worse before I got pregnant and it was the water 100%. So Scott found this company that come out and do this. Um, and do you know what? The water's that bad that the... Our neighbours were saying that they had exactly the same problem as well, that their water was absolutely killing them um, when they were in the shower. Like it felt like it was stripping off a layer of skin. So I think we're heavy lime scale in this area. I don't know about that. You might have to correct me on that one. Anyway, we've got a water softener with these big chunks of salt, which have made a big difference. But I'm also looking into... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Scott's the builder. He's looking into it. It's called a reverse osmosis machine where it basically purifies your tap water and you fit it to the mains. Because I think, I don't think, I fucking know for a fact that we have huge amounts of toxins that come through our water. And it's really interesting. This is going to sound gross, but I'm going to be dead straight with you. Go and Google the inside of a water pipe and have a look at it. Because when do you think the last time they were cleaned? Yeah, I know. That's how it made me feel as well. And I was like, ew, I didn't even think about that. So our water travels a hell of a long distance to get to our houses. Um, and there's um, there's only so much you can ever find out on the internet, isn't there? And then you always have to be really conscious that you're not reading somebody else's bullshit. Um, so always be really wary of where you're getting your information from. But also use your common sense as well. Use a bit of common sense. So this reverse osmosis machine, which I've been reading about, removes all the impurities from our water, which you can't tell me that that's not a good thing. That's a really good thing. I'm sure that I've read that there is uh, in certain uh, cities that there are large traces of cocaine in the water because obviously your water is dependent upon where you live, isn't it? And it depends upon the the whoever supplies your water as well. Like where I grew up as a kid, we used to get our water fresh from the spring because we lived in such a rural area and it was fabulous water. I I live not far from a chemical plant here. (laughs) So that's often concerning. Um, but there's also been um, traces of estrogen, estrogen, the female hormone found in water as well. Oh, you can't tell me that that's good for you. And isn't it, oh, right, this might be me making this up, but isn't it the female pill, like the pill that you pee out, isn't that something that can't be filtered out of the water? I don't know. I might have lied on that one. Or I might have just got my wires crossed. I'm not a liar, but I may have just got slightly confused. Anyway, it's a fact that there's a lot of shit in our water. So if you get a chance, go and have a look. Go go and Google this reverse osmosis machine that I've uh, that we're looking into at the moment. And um, yeah, I'll let you know whether we get one. Well, I know we're definitely getting one, but I just don't know which one we're getting yet. And uh, I still need to butter my husband up about it. <laughs> go on, it was my birthday the other week, love. <laughs> I'll probably have to say, can I have one for Christmas? <laughs> 
it's not getting it. It's him. It's getting me getting him to install it. That's what the big ball ache will be. Anyway, right. Literally, I could talk to you for hours about this because it's something that I'm so passionate about. And I have to say thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for people who have reached out back to me and shared stories, really personal stories as well. Uh, uh, Just lovely supportive messages uh, because I cannot tell you how much of a big deal it was for me to do part one. I'm feeling so much more relaxed now doing part two and I am I am probably going to have to do part three. Because I just feel like there's so much more that I can talk to you about, um, about psoriasis. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm just somebody who's had it for 20 years. And I feel like more women need to talk about it. I know so many people's dads and granddads that have got it. And it's only since I've started to talk more about it that I'm actually meeting other women who've suffered with psoriasis for bloody years so yeah make sure that you reach out you can find me on instagram it's at adventures of a geriatric mum also on facebook exactly the same adventures of a geriatric mum and whatever platform you're listening on as well if this is something that's really resonated with you you've enjoyed it you're listening to more of my podcast episodes then please leave me a five-star rating if you're on apple you can even leave me a little review as well and if you know somebody who'll benefit from listening to this and why don't you give it a share I'd really appreciate that and I'm sure that they would as well. Right, have a fabulous week. If you are living in the UK at the moment and you're listening in present time, keep that window open. Watch out for Carol though, the owl. She lives in my back garden. She's an absolute shit. Keep the window open at night and all she does is hoot away. I can't even get to bloody sleep. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. You take care of yourself and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.